Arthur Mendoza, protege of Stella Adler, teaches Stella's technique exactly as she learned it from Stanislavski himself, the inventor of the modern technique of acting. Arthur helped Stella Adler open her Conservatory West Acting School, and after teaching under Stella for over 10 years, he started his own school, Actor Circle Theater, where he has been teaching for over 20 years now. Arthur has taught and worked with such talents as Mark Ruffalo, Benicio Del Toro, Selma Hayek, and Jason Momoa, just to name a few, and has done script analysis with Michael Mann since Dances with Wolves. And Stella was at, at these workshops and um, she said, no, 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 this isn't right. This isn't the right, this isn't the right, this isn't the right thing. There was one pivotal exercise that Stella thought that Stanislavski got wrong. And that was emotional memory. He wanted Stella to think back on her past when things were horrible or when, when she was a child. And she said, I don't wanna do that. That's not what he said. And he said, yes, he did. And she said, I'm gone. And she went to find out, this was years later, and this is when Stanislavski was ailing and he lived in Paris and dying in Paris. And Stella went there and met with him for eight weeks and went over the technique and technique and went over and and had a stenographer that was in Russian and a stenographer was in English and went over the technique over and over to implement acting into the American world. And so she did take that one exercise that Strasbourg misunderstood. She asked Stanislavski about the muscle, about the emotional memory. Said, yeah, we, we tried that, it doesn't work. The emotional mind, the same emotional mind, cannot be in two places at once. And that's where it all fell apart. I was taking those, you know, and I was like, I can't do this. I wasn't molested. No priest beat me. My father didn't beat me. I had no pain to call from. I'm sitting there putting, you know, I'm putting stick pins through parakeet's head and nothing worked. I don't like birds, so I didn't. I was like, "What am I going?" And I like pinching myself, and I go, "This is I can't act," and I just thought, "I'm screwed." And then uh, I found this other way of working. I was at UC Riverside, and I—that's where I got my 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 BA degree. I wasn't a big hit at UC Riverside. I did tiny little parts. And then on my senior year, I was asked to leave. And I said, well, you know, <laughs> you sit there and the, the four gods of the, of, the, uh, of the theater department there. And I, they said, you know, we uh, respect your, your love for this craft. We just don't think it's for you. And I said, oh, okay. So we're going to transfer you over to humanities. And uh, they said, no, what do you mean no? I'm not going to leave. Arthur, you're not going to be cast. None of the directors want to cast you. I said, okay. What do you mean okay? I said, how many of us are in the department? I said, there's 30. What number am I? You're 30. There's only one way to go, huh? 
and they all laughed and Eric laughed and Eric said, I'll take it. And they looked at Eric like he had betrayed the, the unified movement. He said, I'll take it. And they said, do you understand you could only take Eric's classes for the next year? All of them, only Eric, movement, sacred, just Eric over and over. And Monroe, Monroe Lippman will take you as well, but that's it. I said, okay. And I did it. And I, um, <laughs> it didn't mean I, I earned this by catharsis, this great work ethic. One of the first monologues Eric assigned me in Shakespeare was Romeo and Juliet. And he asked me to do this great speech of Benvolio when Benvolio comes before the Duke and he said, look, this is what happened, this is what happened. But there's a misunderstanding about who killed who. And I did it and it was okay. He said, Eric, that's interesting. He started talking about, you know, the, the, the sequence and the images. <clears throat> and he said, let's talk about the part where Benvolio has problems with his parents at the end of the, the end of the play. What do you think about that? I said, well, I think, you know, you know, Benvolio had some good points, but he, it was good that he listened to his dad. Eric said, Arthur, there are no parents of Benvolio in Romeo and Juliet. You memorize this speech, didn't you? I said, yes. Read the play. I want to see it again next week. Busted. So the word lazy, no student I have, and they, some come close, but the definition of lazy, Arthur Mendoza, you know, college picture was that. And I don't know how it all happened, but somehow it all turned around. And I don't remember the day, but I was, um, I was middle, you know, I never felt picked at anything. You know, I, I danced and stuff, but I was a good dancer and I could lift all the girls and, you know, the little queenie dancers in front couldn't lift up, but I was in the back lifting the girls. And I, uh, Monroe Littman, I was walking, hey, Arthur, come here. I said, hey, Monroe. Uh, what are you going to do after graduation? I said, go to New York. I'm going to go to LA and try to, well, you ever think about graduate school? No, no more school. I can't do any more school. I'm done. I've wrote every paper I've done. I can't. He said, well, I have a friend of mine at UC San Diego and they're about to change San Diego into the La Jolla Playhouse and try to, you know, they're going to house it there and there'll be some interesting Possibilities. He said, no, I don't want to go. And he said, well, just, would you just try and audition to see if you get in? And I wanted to get into Juilliard. The only place I would go for any kind of schooling after, I want to go to Juilliard. Alan Schneider was in Juilliard, the famous director. I knew about him and it was New York. Once you were in New York, all the students would eventually get work on Broadway. And so um, there was a League of Professional Actor Training School and they were always in San Francisco. They have some in Chicago, some in somewhere else, but the three times, and I was, I, I, uh, was going up to San Francisco to audition for Juilliard. So I had my audition all set up and, um, I flew up there, had a hotel room across the street and I got there early and I was stretching and stuff. And North Carolina said, are you here for us? I said, no, I'm here for Juilliard. Would you like to audition for us? I said, mm. I'm but just, you know, you can warm up. I said, all right. So I auditioned for them. 
then ACTC wanted to do some wrestling ACT. So I started auditioning for all these people because I had time before Juilliard. So I auditioned for all these places and, and uh, did Juilliard and then went back home. And I had auditioned for Chorus Line, or the road tour. So I got called back and I was going to, you had to go into the Amundsen Theater for one of 9,000 callbacks. And my mom gave me this mail and she said, here, read this, you've got the mail. So I took the mail and I'm stretching in the, in the hallway and I'm opening up the, all of these acceptance letters from SMU, North Carolina. I was accepted to all these graduate schools. And I went, it's gotta be a mistake. And uh, the one letter, the last one was Juilliard and they were saying there was no place for me there, but they would like me to audition next, next year. My heart was broken. And that's the only time I've ever cried. I cried twice. When I lost Torch Song Trilogy for the third time, and when I when I uh, lost Juilliard. And I really cried. I let them get to me. And I said I'd never let them get to me. I would never let them, I would never let the industry, I would never let the body of people that judge me, I'd never let them make me cry. I was crying. I want because I saw my whole life in Julia. I was gonna go, I was gonna dance on Broadway, meet Bob Fosse. I mean, was, uh, my whole I had my whole life in my my imagination, and so uh, I just I didn't want to go to any of these graduate schools, and so I didn't answer any of them. And I'm at work at the flower shop, which you never were allowed to get personal phone calls. And with my mom and my there's a there's a man, and he's got to talk to Arthur. Can he get this phone phone call? And David said, sure, they make a call, and it was UC San Diego. And they said, hey, Arthur, I said, hi. We haven't heard a you know, return letter from you. I said, no, I don't know if I want, well, what did you understand the letter? I said, kind of. Well, let me repeat it to you. You will get full scholarship for three and a half years. You will get lodging paid for you'll get a food stipend on a card and you know you don't have to teach. Most graduate students teach. You don't have to teach except to study. Does that appeal to you? I said, oh, and by the way, we think you'll be very happy with who's coming to teach for it. I can't tell you now, but you just have to trust me. All right, so I signed the paper and I went. So I get to UC San Diego, and there's Alan Schneider. He was leaving Juilliard, the man I wanted to study with. And I went, damn. Every time I allowed the fates to carry me, and I didn't get in there and screw it up, it worked out. And I worked with Alan Schneider for, for three and a half years, three and a half years. And then he, we have to go on an internship on the two and a half year. And of course, I'm already, you know, trying to screw stuff up. Evita was in town. They were doing, you know, national tour auditions. So I went to the audition. I got a callback. I told one of the one of the girls in class. I said, "I'm going to the callback next. Are you? What about your scholarship?" No, no, no I'll get out of it. And so Alan called me. He said, "Hey," I said, "Congratulations." I said, "On what?" We got callback for Evita for.
Are you having second thoughts? Yeah. Do you mind, Dave? All right. And I didn't do it, you know. I was going to do check. I was going to go to the world. Every time I had that big dream that I knew what I was doing, the door slapped me and go, stop. And I got an introduction letter, and I went to New York and met Stella. And we fought, and I walked in with my long, curly hair, and people were working. And the girl, you can't go in there. I walked in and said, hello. And everyone was like, this is my letter. I'm here to see you. Alan Schneider sent me. And she thought, sit down while I deal with this rude boy. What's your name? Said Arthur Mendoza. Do you have anything prepared? I said, yeah, I got two Strindberg, uh, two Williams, and four Shakespeare's. What do you got? I'm like, Romeo. Let's see Romeo. So I said, all right. So, and they said, stop. You're horrible. And I said, I didn't get started. Yes, you've already destroyed it. <laughs> and I said, let's start again. Now, what are you doing? What do you mean? What are you doing? I said, I'm waiting for Juliet. Do you know she's coming? Yeah, is a play. No, the play, you don't read the play. The play doesn't tell you. The dialogue does. The play stuff. Are you at a cafe? No. Where are you? I'm on a tree. Okay, so you're on a tree. How long have you been there? I don't know. Well, if you've been there a while, it'd be better than if you were just got there. So you're sitting there in a tree, and then what happens? I said, I don't know. She's gonna. No, you don't know she's gonna come out. Well, what am I doing here then? You're hoping she comes out. Before she comes out, you say, "But soft." What does "but soft" mean in your word? What would you say? What the hell? There it is. What the hell? It's what the hell. Then what do you say? What light? So you see a light, right? You say, what the hell? There's a light, right? And I say that. That's all you do. You don't know Juliet's coming out. And then it is Juliet. And, and, and music is the sun. Because she's so beautiful and bright. You compare her to the sun. But it's nighttime. So you know it's nighttime because you're about to tell us it's nighttime. Because you're about to compare her to Diana. And Diana's in the moon, the goddess of love. And you're about to tell her that Julia is more beautiful than, than, than Diana. And you're about to tell us that, that what, what the temperature is. Because you're going to say it's green and cloudy. That means it's a moon, but it's cloudy. No, it's cloudy because Diana is, is, is in competition with Julia. She gets upset and makes herself cloudy because Juliet is coming out and the moon goes away when the sun comes out, doesn't it? Damn. And I went through the whole, and then I just lifted and she came and kissed me on the cheek and she said, you and I will be together for the rest of our life. I said, no, I'm back in two weeks. She said, no, you won't. I said, I got to go back. No, you're, I said, I got to go back. And she pulled my hair and I, I'm like standing there. And she said, this is a Mexican Latino man born from the Mayan of the Incas. <clears throat> I'm a Jewish broad from Odessa. I have no right to talk to him like this. She said, how do you feel, darling? 
I said, well, I know I'm from Minkas and Mayans, but I'm still kind of, you know, <laughs> she goes it down. And we began. And I worked with her. And I left. She was angry, of course. And then cut to a lot, like a year later, she would never come to L.A. because she hated the actors in L.A. and movies. She didn't call them actors. She called them models. Arthur Mendoza has been in this industry for most of his life. His wisdom and experience allow him to train more than just actors, he trains artists. Arthur Mendoza teaches class every Wednesday at Santa Monica Playhouse from 7 to 10 p.m. and coaches privately. Visit ActorCircleTheater.com for more information.